the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. And another show begins with Sam Bellino in my ear saying, Mike's on. And he actually sounds like a male when he does that, unlike some of the commercials he records <laughs> for me. Good afternoon, Mr. Be Sam nice, Bellino. Be nice. Good afternoon. How are oh, we doing on this Thursday? Well, you know, it's interesting now that the whole daylight savings time thing uh, kicked in. It feels more like afternoon because it's still bright out now at 6 p.m. I'm good. I'm so lucky I'm here with Joni Pelzer. Hello, Joni. Is she on? Oh, now she's on. Go ahead, Joni. See, I can't. He, he won't even let me turn my own mic on. He controls my mic. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Don't, don't be slow I'm not on the driving switch. you crazy today. You know, Arthur is sitting in front of me wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Tell us why. Um, I'm at my desk. I'm wearing sunglasses. <laughs> so He's cool. I will have to say that um, I'm now 55 in a few months. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I am now beginning to realize that, I'm, that my youth is gone. I definitely felt youthful um, until lately. I don't know if it's if it's Arthur gravity or both, you know, Arthur running me into the ground because he's a playful little six year old. But probably the most difficult part of the aging process has nothing to do with a little trip. I have to make around 3 a.m. every morning. Uh, It has to do with the reading glasses. Um, But that kicked in at like I, I don't remember. It was it was amazing. It was right around my birthday, either 46 or 47 years old, somewhere in there. I think by 48, I was already shot, where the words started getting a little blurry. And um, I was like, what is, what, what, is, what is happening here? And the hardest thing for me now, and I am so insecure about it. Look at this, Joni, what I have. I, so I really, it's very, very difficult for me to read. So I have reading glasses everywhere. And you know when you have so many of one things? Today. Right, I'm sorry, Joan. I, let me just say why I lower your microphone. because It's got nothing to do with you. No, it's the feedback that, because now I'm picking up my voice, so it gets a little echoey thing. But here, I'll raise your Because we're sitting so close. Right, right now. We're, we're on, on two the other sides side of the, the desk. desk. So I apologize. No, so even funny. now in my wallet, I carry, look at this. These are like little tiny, oh my God. not a monofocal, but a bi, I don't you know. Look well, like, you look like you're from the 1800s. Yeah, but it, it's, it's this really tiny thing that sits in my wallet, because just in case I forget glasses. Now, I have transitioned from regular sunglasses um my i can totally see from a distance um it's the reading my long distance sight is fantastic um but 
so I have transitioned to um, sunglasses that are bifocals. So I can, um, I, when I'm driving, I got to look at the Google Maps, right? I mean, <laughs> that's a whole other tangent I could go on. I, I know it's Thursday and there's all kinds of stuff going on in the world and, you know, we, we could figure it out. But I'm just trying to keep things a little light today. Um, so I wear these bifocal sunglasses and I have all of these reading glasses. So just so folks know, I'll, I'll educate you a little bit. I went to a really, really great optometrist. Is that how you say it? Optometrist. Optometrist, right? <laughs> Not optometrist. And uh, he did me a whole eye test. Oh, I, look, I'll tell you that story real quick. I'm, I'm in a good mood. I had a couple of espressos. We're in good shape. And um, some vitamin C mix. Uh, yes, thank you, Joni, and a half a banana. Um, I, do you remember when we had the eclipse? Mm-hmm. Like, Yes. Three summers ago, four summers ago. Yeah, my friends went and filmed a film about it. Okay, well, your moronic friend, Arthur Idala. Uh oh. He thought, well, you know, you don't really have to pay attention to all this stuff about not looking at the eclipse. Like, I'll just wear like three pairs of sunglasses and go look at it. No. Sam Bellino, you with me on this? I, I hear you. I don't like where this story's going. Yeah, neither do I, my man. So I wear like three, maybe four pairs of sunglasses. We're out in Long Island. Marion and I, and um, yeah, this is this is pre-Arthur, so this is like maybe seven years ago. And we look and we look at the thing, not for long, but and then a little later on, I start getting headaches and this and that, and then I'm reading everything about it. And it says, "You ready for this, Matt?" It says everything I'm reading on the online says you do not get any symptoms like that day that you look at the eclipse, but you may wake up blind. Right. You may. This is what it says. You may wake up blind. And that really scares the living daylights out of you. And I did. I I, I did have a little effects like I was seeing these little, you know, floaters or whatever you call them that night. I was already programmed to go out with uh, my best buddy, Chris Glenn from childhood and Jay Wallace, who's now the president of the Fox News. Um, We were going to go see Midnight Oil and. Right before I leave San Bellino, I read online that I may wake up blind. So I'm like, I'm like, if this is my last day or my last hours of sight, I'm going out big. Oh my God. And boy, did I overdo it, like big time. But I was with two people who I totally trust. I totally knew had my back. And yeah, I definitely overdid it. I woke up. I was not blind, but I did. Marion and I did go to right here, right by the office at NYU Optometry, to the chief of optometry, and he was laughing like before I even walked in the door. He was he's someone I know for a long time. He's like, "Don't even tell them that. Just tell them you're here to visit me as a friend. I'm not even going to put you in the in the system." We walk in. He looks at me. He's like, "You're totally fine. You're totally fine. Don't do it again." And I said, "What about the reading thing?" I was like, do I need to go get a prescription? And he held, he held the, the glasses he had around his neck, and he's like, Dwayne Reed. Just go to the, go to the Dwayne Reed, go to the reading glass. He goes, all you need is magnifiers. And he's like, you don't need to go spend all kinds of money. So um, in life, right, there are things you can't lose, right? You can't lose your keys if they still exist because there's codes on everything now. You can't lose your wallet, right? You can't use your, lose your phone. So I did not want to add can't lose to my list. I mean, I'm pretty responsible. I think Diana Fabio, our partner, calls me fastidious. I don't know if my parents would call me fastidious. I definitely was not as a younger person, but my dad was, and maybe I'm morphing into my dad. Um, So I no longer typically carry a good pen. 
because that would be added to the list of things I could lose. And um, now, there are some times where I know I'm going somewhere, I know I'm going to be using the pen, and I'm going to be with people who will expect me not to pull out a 99-cent big pen, and I will bring a good pen, and I have beautiful pens. Many clients have given me as presents. I've purchased many of them during my trips to Italy. But I really like shy away from adding anything to the do not lose list and something that I've added to the do not lose list or I don't want to add is glasses so I buy them like well Joan you can you, speak now. We bought them by the case. But today you have none here today. That, that's the but moral of the story. But we did buy ABK glasses yes. that are super cute. These super, like, thin And by rings. the way, the eclipse was Monday, August 21st, 2017. Oh, so Arthur was around. He was. He okay. was just like... No, he was a year old. A year... When, well, yeah, August right. was? August 2017. No, he wasn't even a year. He was 10 months yeah. old. Yeah. Um, so thank you for looking that up. Um so I'm I not have, as quick as, uh, as, you as know, Frank, Frank from Staten, from Staten Island. Island. Yeah, so we have, um, so I have all these reading glasses, but here I am in the office. You literally have none today. I don't have any. Now I'm I like, could tell you when I, when I left the house, I do keep them in kind of a neat order in my bathroom on the counter because it's a little high and Arthur and Ariana can't get to them. And there's, without exaggerating, at least... At least eight pairs there. In not, every color. In not ten, in every color, in every shape, You're size. like Al Roker. So then I get to the office, I'm like... I don't have reading glasses. Now, I know I left them in the car because I was stuck in traffic and I put them on to read whatever. It's a long... Look, see, Joni can't I, I find I know. I'm glasses. like, where am I? Well, by the way, head. Fabi is another one who leaves her reading glasses everywhere, as does Leventhal. And I think we all have kind of the same prescriptions that we could share. Yeah, well, it's either 1.75, <laughs> Yeah, yours 2. are a little higher now, I'm well, I, well, I'm trying to take it easy on my eyes. So anyway, this is we did a whole segment on why, on, <laughs> I, I, why I am here wearing sunglasses. sunglasses because they're prescription sunglasses so I could actually see what is in front of me um, that I could read because there are some things. I have some, some cool stories to tell you after the break. Um, Samalino, before we go to the break, you know what I'm talking about, about the do not lose list, right? Oh, of course. Absolutely. So what's on your do not lose list? Uh, definitely my phones. I have two phones. I hate having two phones. Um, obviously my wallet is important. Uh, my watch, my wedding band. Oh I yeah. Take, I take yeah, that yeah. off at night. See my wedding band. See, okay. On that point, I wear it on a chain around my neck. Yeah, smart. So, you know, th- that ain't going anywhere. Go ahead. I forgot about the wedding band, but that's on the chain around <laughs> obviously the neck. Obviously my, my watch is on the do not lose list. That's another thing. My, Go ahead. my child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's a good one. I do right. not lose list. All right. Well, I, I, I'm sorry if you didn't get a whole hunk of brand new information here uh, on the Idola Power Hour. But, um, you know, sometimes sometimes we just have to keep it light. And sometimes, I will tell you, there are several listeners who say, I just love when you go off on these tangents. And I understand what they say because a lot of times when Frank from Staten Island goes off on his tangents, I enjoy listening to them as well. So don't go away. We're going to have a quick little commercial, and we're going to be right back. And I don't know, maybe we'll just keep having fun. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well... 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Is your husband or wife in a hospital or rehab center? Are people telling you that they are not eligible for Medicaid? The cost of a nursing home is $500 a day, $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay the medical and facility bills? Don't panic. Just call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. These attorneys have been doing this for 40 years. They've helped hundreds of people just like you with the same thing that you could be going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news as bankruptcy. Call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. That's 718 718- 238-6500 with offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It's never too late. The time to act is now, so don't wait and call Connors and Sullivan today, 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. And trust me, folks, after you speak with them, you'll be glad that you did. Listen to AM970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Chaka, 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 con. Chaka, con. Chaka, con. Chaka, con. Happy birthday, Shaka Khan, who's 70 today. Wow, 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 wow. Those sands are drifting through the hourglass. Um, welcome back to the Idala Power Hour. Um, before we go to our next very special guest, who's going to give us some insight into grand juries in general, I would like to give a commendation. A commendation to the mayor of Florence, Italy. The mayor of Florence, Italy, physically intervened to stop a climate activist from defacing an ancient building. That's the headline. A mayor has been likened to Superman after springing into action to stop climate activists who were spray-painting an ancient city building in Florence. Florence Mayor Dario Nardella intervened to stop... That's right. To give him some applause, Sam Bellino. Intervened to stop activists defacing the facade of Palazzo Vecchio, the city's town hall building with bright orange paint. Palazzo Vecchio, where I will be in two months exactly. Um, almost exactly. Now it's less than two months. Is is the there's a big piazza and there's a replica of the Statue of David outside, and it is their city hall. It has a big uh steeple. Uh, it is uh, a beautiful building, and um, the mayor saw someone spray painting on and their tour. They, 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 listen to the stupidity. They're protesting climate change and the fact that we're not doing enough. And how are they doing that? They're doing that by defacing a beautiful historical building. 
These are what you call J-E-R-K jerks. So I would like to, so Dario Nardella, I do commend you. I want to bring on another woman who is uh, not a stranger to the Idola Power Hour. Um, and I now, besides having met on a couple of occasions, the department chair of court reporting at Plaza College, Karen Sartucci, I was introduced to a very handsome son the other day in the courthouse. Karen, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great, Arthur. How you doing? Thank you. I am wonderful. And your son is a fine young ba- man and congratulated me and introduced himself. And I just thought that was the right thing to do. And it's it's good to see young people doing the right thing. So, Karen, um, thank you for joining us. You, uh, you, you spent some time as a court reporter in the grand jury, correct? Yes, I did. Many years. Well, you said many years. I was trying to be polite about the whole thing. <laughs> um, so, and where, where, what location, what jurisdiction were you in? Uh, Queens County. Okay. So, in general, give the, le- the the listeners from a court reporter's point of view, just describe them w- what the this mysterious grand jury is like. You know, when we see movies, we watch TV, you never see a grand jury, right? And it sounds like this big word, it's a grand jury. No, it's not just a jury. It's a grand jury. So tell the folks what a grand jury is all about from a court reporter's point of view. From okay, from the court reporter's view, a grand jury. It's it's. Um, I think there's 23 jurors. So instead of having a judge, you have the foreman of the jury who presides, let's say, over it. And um, it's really uh, the jury that is used by the district attorney's office to present their cases, if to see if a felony was committed, and the grand jury would indict. So they present their case. It's usually just a one-sided case. Uh, They bring in enough evidence just to cover the charge. And then after the presentation, the assistant district attorney will charge those elements of the penal law. And then the grand jury will vote whether to indict or not to indict. Okay. And um, is there every like cross-examination that takes place by a defense attorney? The only time that usually happens if the defendant decides to testify before the grand jury then they have to waive their rights. They have to sign a waiver of immunity. And then their attorney their attorney is present, but they're not allowed to speak on the record. There you so go. Spoken like a true yeah. professional, Karen. <laughs> and when it, what usually happens is they'll ask the defendant to make his statement, and then they'll say the statement, and then the assistant district attorney has, has an opportunity to examine him. Okay. So – that's perfect, by the way. Not that I'm, not that I'm surprised. Um, and in my recollection, because it's been a long time, the court reporter actually in the grand jury plays a pretty significant role, especially I can remember when I was a young assistant DA and I would be in there with a veteran court reporter. Because <laughs> you guys are really, I mean, the prosecutor and the court reporter are really the only quote-unquote official people in the room, correct? Correct, correct. There's no judge. No judge. No court officers. Nope. No court officers. No court clerks. Nope. Just just the court reporter, the assistant district attorney, and the jurors. And then they bring in a witness, and then usually one of the jurors is deemed a four-person, correct? Correct. And they swear in the witness. They So when a witness comes in... Usually a witness comes in, the the witness box is usually right very close to the door. And there is like a, in some courtrooms, in some grand jury rooms, there's usually like a little perch 
that the four person sits on? Yeah, yeah. And so that gives them a, I mean, back a little. Back in the day, I, I remember when I first started, the, the rooms were a little more elaborate. It was, you know, now they're the, they simplified it. But yeah, they're they're on a, like a little bit of a, um, a dais, let's say, up higher, and right. then the the witness stay, you know, the same type of setup as in a regular courtroom. But instead of having the judge, it's the the grand the foreman of the grand jury. So, Karen, let me answer this question. When was the last time you were in a grand jury as a reporter? In the nineties. Okay, so same. I I can imagine. Well, when, how maybe... when my son, in fact, my the son that you met, I was pregnant with my son the last time I was in the. Wow, wow, wow! <laughs> because I'm sure there's some some changes in technology. Because I can remember the court reporters like handing me certain scripts to read, like you know, because there was like some standard language, like. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of the grand jury. My name is Assistant District Attorney Arthur Idala, and I'm here to present to you the case of the people of the state of New York versus, God forbid, Karen Santucci. The grand right. jury number is 12345 of 1994. Um, and then there was like another little preamble we had to read. And then at the end, when you had to charge the jury, there were also... It was like a standard preamble. You know, it takes, it's got to be a quorum of 16 of you that at least have heard all of the evidence of the 16. 12 of you have to vote to indict. Um, and then you would read right. the charges. If you find by right. preponderance of the evidence but da, 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 that this person on this date, yeah, the, on this the police. penal law. Yeah, yeah, all the penal law. Yeah. So it's, Karen, just tell folks, it's not really very dramatic, correct? No. In fa- you know, in fact, the questions are really. They, they try to put um, the minimal amount of evidence in the grand jury. So the questions are very basic, that after a while when you take these cases, you kind of you, you know what the assistant district attorney is going to say. You're just really filling in the blanks with the answers because it's the same. And I know when my son started, he, they gave him a script, which I was laughing. I said, I know these questions. It's like the same thing, you know, but they follow a script in a way. So this way they know what has to be what evidence needs to be presented for that case. And let me ask you one last question. When the jury actually votes, the grand jurors, whether to indict or not indict, where is the court reporter at that time? We leave the room. We leave the room with, with, the, with the assistant district attorney and we, we wait outside. And, you know, usually we go back to our office because it depends how long they take to deliberate. Right. Often, Karen Santucci of Plaza College Court Reporting School, the department <laughs> chair. Don't, I mean, often they, it takes them a minute to to reach to to indict correct usually yes i mean folks just so you're saying like like literally a minute like they like the prosecutor leaves the room the court reporter reads the room they're like okay on count one how do we vote raise your hand count two how do you vote how do you raise your hand count three how do you vote raise your hand they knock on the door they open the door and they go true bill right that's the key word yes. true bill True bill, absolutely. Very rarely is there like a big debate going on and they can't get all 12 people and then you'll get a no true bill, which is called a blowout. So now you heard it from only here on the Author Idola Power Hour. You hear it from a veteran, a true veteran of the grand jury who's found thousands, thousands of presentations. Karen Santucci from Plaza College. She is the department chair of the court reporting school. And uh, we thank you so much for having us on, Karen, and congratulations on your fine young son. Thank you so much, Arthur. And, of course, your brilliant career, but I know you Italian mothers. Your son is your pride and joy. All right, folks, don't go away. We'll be right back.
This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. After the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and its well-connected venture capital interests, pressure mounted for the federal government to make everyone whole regardless of FDIC insurance caps. Elizabeth Warren followed up by proposing to lift deposit insurance caps from $250,000 to as high as $10 million. Not only would that amount to a bailout of the wealthy, it would create a number of unintended consequences. FDIC insurance would skyrocket, as would capital controls, in ways that would likely force most community and regional banks out of business. The consolidation that followed would create a handful of too-big-to-fail banking institutions and concentrate even more economic and political power into fewer hands. The FDIC exists to protect individual depositors, not wealthy bankers and speculators, from the consequences of their own folly. Bailouts, especially of the sort Warren is proposing, create moral hazards that result in more failures in the future. We should have learned that lesson in 2008. I'm Ed Morrissey. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu So let me ask you, would you like a career in the legal field making great money without having to go to law school and incurring all that debt? One that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work, for whom, and how frequently. Well, there's this high-powered and lucrative career that you really need to know about. It's called court reporting. Court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing Info at plazacollege.edu. That's info, I-N-F-O, at plazacollege.edu. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. This is Arthur, but it's not Arthur all alone. It is Arthur with a real gem of a human being, but a real celebrity in the world of radio that I am inhabiting right now. You know, I'm not, I'm I'm a little out of my element, but uh, I'm trying here after 12, 13, 14. I don't know, Sam Molina, we're going into our 15 month, 15th month year. Absolutely. You you know when our 300th show is lined up to be? Uh, Yeah, it looks like it's going to be in the middle of next month, middle of April. All right, all right. I know Joni's got some good stuff lined up. So let's talk about our next guest. Um, He's been a household name to anyone who owns a radio. Because back in the day, you had to actually own a radio when this guest started on the radio. Now you could just say, Alexa, put on AM 970, the answer. Um, but I'm, I'm lucky that I'm not in my office because if I was home right now, the, the, the Alexa would go on. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's just, besides being so well-known, besides being so intelligent, besides being so well-versed, um, he's a really, really nice guy. Even nicer than he comes across on the radio. The one, the only, Mike Gallagher. Hello, Mr. Gallagher. You make me feel so important and so special. I might as well tell you, since I'm with you now, how important I really am. In oh. 1978, my first radio show in Ohio, it was it was so antiquated. We we had a delay, you know, because when people call in and they cuss cuss you out, you know, and they'll they, you, you know what that's like. And then we have a we have well, a no no no. Actually, I, I I actually don't know what that's like, Mike. <laughs> that's I I, I actually you. don't know what that's like. Everybody loves you, but people like me who who can be hated, we get we have to have a, a delay. So Matt Sambolin can tell you about that digital dump button we push. If anybody says anything bad, we have a button. Well, back in the day in 1978, things were so antiquated that the delay was on a giant tape reel. It was a reel-to-reel machine that just looped through every 10 seconds. And if somebody cussed me out or said something naughty, I'd hit a big red button on the wall looked like something right out of like you know uh, uh, Rube Goldberg had put it together with some with duct tape and uh, some some plywood and you'd push the red button and the sh- and the station was called People Power WAVI which was kind of clever at the time Arthur I mean you know People Power you know we're talk radio and it's powered by the people and the jingle was People power, people power, people power. And so if you'd be hearing me say, let's go to Arthur now in Brooklyn, New York on line three. And then all of a sudden you hear people power, people power, people, everybody listening knew Arthur was giving me a hard time and giving me down the road and cussing me out because everybody recognized the people power digital or the dump button. Well, that was the bad word button. So that's that's how far back I go. That's that's a pretty, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool way of, 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 you know, getting rid of the, uh, getting rid of the, the bad guys, the, the bad guys, Mike, you know, since I have you here, I, let, let me go off on a little bit of a tangent and let's talk about radio for a minute and the power of radio. I mean, I know, you know, you jump on and off television here and there, you know, I was on Fox for 12 years nonstop. Um, but I have no problem telling you, uh, although let's, let's be honest, right. The, the, 
television carries like more prestige and et cetera, et cetera. But radio is allows you to really communicate. And it is so much more intimate than the 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 television than the video, you know. But did did video kill the radio star? Like talk to the talk to us listeners here, us talk radio junkies about your your travel, your journey in the world of radio and, and how you think well, it affects the planet. It, it, it's so funny you bring it up because I, I was just talking to a, a reporter about this about six months ago who was fascinated at my decision to leave Fox News because, like you, I spent a lot of days and nights as a Fox News contributor. I was a contributor at Fox for about 12 or 13 years and I loved the relationship. But right at the beginning of the Trump era, two things happened. Number one, I was sitting at a diner, and a guy walked up to me and dumped a milkshake on my lap and called me a blank and conservative jerk on TV. And, you know, I thought at the moment, I thought, you know, I I don't have bodyguards. I don't have security. But when you're on TV, people recognize you, and you lose that little degree of anonymity that you get. Wow, Mike, I I did not know that. That is really upsetting. I'm so sorry to hear that. I mean, it was really awful. It was just kind of stupid because I thought, now, some of our big friends of mine, listen, I go back with Sean Hannity. Sean and I started in radio at the same time in New York. You know, I don't think it's a secret. These guys have 24-7 security. I mean, Laura, Tucker, all those guys, because of the crazies and the really awful, evil people that are out there. And then the second thing that happened, I'll never forget this. I went over to do a hit on Lou Dobbs' show one night, and Trump was giving a speech, so it was delayed, and it was delayed, and it was delayed. I took about five hours of my life for about a 90-second hit on oh, TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, I and get you that, You know what, brother. Arthur? I said, and I said, I'm done. I, I, I love radio because you are so right. You speak to my heart when you talk about the intimacy of radio. I'm a radio guy. Since 1978, my big fat mouth has been in front of a microphone. I'm not a TV guy. Now, we've got the Salem News Channel now on Salem where we have an over-the-top streaming platform, but I don't want to do TV. I, I, I've got friends who would run their mother over with the, with the family station wagon if they could get, you know, 60 seconds with, with Tucker Carlson. I don't, Absolutely. I, I've been there, done that. I loved it. It was fun, but I'm with you. I, I love the intimacy of our medium. I love the way we can speak. I, when I do a radio show, I don't ever visualize an audience. I think of one person. I'm talking to one person. I'm trying to persuade right. me, one me, person. Me too, Mike. With me, it happens to be my mother, but keep, keep going. That's good. That's smart. And you talk to your mom, your mama, and you let her know what you're thinking and what you're feeling. And you, you, you can't go wrong by your mom. But I always am so I treasure the relationship we have with an audience. I've had times when I've gone to our audience to invite them to, to donate to a, a, a Christian ministry campaign that we're having, like prison fellowship. One month they donated two hundred and ninety thousand dollars in three weeks to send wow. kids to, uh, to summer camp who are the children of prisoners through our prison fellowship campaign. This this year, we're going to take a group of listeners to the Holy Land, Dennis Prager and I. We've already got over 400 people signed up. Now, that's radio, Arthur. That's the power of radio. Uh, listen, it's no secret. My Pillow, one of my biggest advertisers, I think it's no – I don't think I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking out of school when I say we sell mil, – we have sold millions of dollars of product over the years for our advertisers like Mike Lindell, like Relief Factor, like like all these great clients. Mike, let me ask you a quick question because 
as you know, I got a producer on here telling me how much time I have left. But um, and maybe he'll allow me to go a little longer. That's the other beautiful thing about radio is there's not those hard network breaks. You can you can roll with them a little bit. Um, did you you used to do a morning show, right? I did. In fact, I was hired up the dial at WABC to do Morning Drive. Uh, after uh, I, I'm I'm the guy that got saddled with replacing Bob Grant, if you can believe that. Now I was but, warned. Don't don't be the guy to replace Bob Grant. You want to be the guy after the guy that replaces but, Bob. Grant. But Bob but, but Bob Grant didn't do the morning show. No, he was in afternoons, and they brought right. me in for his shift, and then they promoted me from afternoons to mornings. And for a while, I partnered with Penny Crone. Then I was right, partnered sure. with Lionel. I mean, it was just a real adventure, and those were some scary times with WABC. Right, real, Listen, real quick, Mike. Tell me, market. tell me what, and tell the listeners. What the lifestyle is like doing morning radio, where you gotta, you know, wake up at three a.m. and read the papers, and well, you know, because back then there was no internet, right? No, no disrespect to uh, nope. being an ageist here, but no, it's give us a little insight. You're right. We, it's 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 in it's inhumane, is what it is. Especially when you got a wife and kids living on Manhasset, Long Island. I would have to go to bed at seven thirty. I would trudge upstairs. Denise and the kids would be downstairs watching TV. I was miserable. I hated every minute of it. I'd wake up at 3.45 in the morning, take that lonely drive, you know, through the just a sad existence. I hated it. Thankfully, now 10 to noon, it's a little more, much more human. And I've had this kind of mid-morning shift now for the better part of 20, 20 plus years. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I Mike, I'm morning sorry. drive folks. It's tough. Morning drive is I, inhumane. Look, I it's totally exact. agree with you. And obviously, you know Allison Camerata. Um, we were all buddies at Fox together. And so she used to do Fox and Friends, and she had to do the 3 a.m. wake-up. And she used to tell me she would go into her bathroom uh, after the alarm clock went off and get into the fetal position on her little mat. <laughs> and she said, I would do the silent scream. She said, in my head, I would just be screaming as loud as I can. Well, um, Arthur, you're tired. Oh, you're tired all the time. You're never not tired. You're tired on the weekends because you can't catch up. Then you're tired Monday afternoon. You never. It's it's just not human. So I mean, when, Mike, when I know we're going. Board. I I know we're going far afield, and Sam Molino's giving me two more minutes here. <laughs> but I, I just I just I want to address this. What about our friend Frank Morano, who does one a.m. till five a.m.? What kind of well, life? If you're if if you're if you're a peculiar person, if you're an Mar- married with a one year old, by the way, married with, with a one year old. But if anybody could pull that off, it's Frankie Morano. Now, Frank is an eccentric and i say that with love i i love him to death he's one of my favorite people in the world if you're eccentric you can pull it off so if you're a little kooky it's it's a home run it's no problem frank was made for overnights i mean he listen even with the wife and family i mean he because he's a piece of work and i and i love that well, that guy with all you know, they've life. asked him they've uh, callers have asked him you know frank if you couldn't have this job you know what? What job would you want? Or, or not? Not if you couldn't. If, like, what job would you want besides this one? He's like, he doesn't even hesitate. He goes, none. I've always There's wanted nothing. to be the overnight because he's he's a Joe Franklin, Larry yep. King, you know, kind of guy, and he can mix it yep, up and have. Sure I mean, he basically does what you and I are doing right now. Okay, you know, yeah. this is a a midweek show. We're supposed to be uh, giving people all kinds of information, but instead, we will give them a little <laughs> entertainment. And you know, Mike, sometimes people need a break. 
I mean, uh, look, I know what your audience is all about, and I know why they tune into you at, at 10 o'clock in the morning. But my audience at 6 o'clock at night, when they're either in the car heading home, sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic, or they're at home making the chicken cutlets for the kids or, you know, doing whatever they had to do or taking their jacket off, they're changing their clothes. Sometimes I just feel like they've gotten so much information all day long right. that they're just looking for a little break, and they're listening. They want to hear Arthur Idala and Mike Gallagher talk about Amen. life on the radio. Amen since the late 70s until today. Talk to me about your trip to Israel real quick, Mike. We're, we're taking another group of listeners to the Holy Land. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Dennis Brager and I are so excited to go back. This is, I think, my seventh time back to Israel. It's something that, that you'll never get to see again or experience in the same way. It's a very unique trip. We'll go to places that you don't have a chance to see if you're a tourist. We're going we're gonna to walk the, 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 the places where Jesus walked. A lot, of, a lot of Jews and Christians who travel together, which makes it a very special trip. So come join us October 25th, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Listen, that's not too late for, for, for the great Arthur Idala to sign up. Come on. Listen, come on, I, counselor. Come to, come to Israel. All kidding aside, Mike, I am dying to go to Israel. I really, really am. It's just, uh, if, if we're going to get a little personal. Well, I can hook I, you up. I can somewhere, I, I know you can. I know you can. And maybe I can see if I can sneak on the last minute. Here's just to give you a little insight into my life, because, you know, I'm kind of a radio personality after my work yes, day. I am waiting yes, for two dates. I'm waiting for the date that the New York State Court of Appeals gives me to argue the uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, appeal. Right. And I'm waiting for the right. date that the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals gives me to argue the Ghislaine Maxwell appeal. And both of those are going to be somewhere around September uh, or oh, wow. uh, October of this coming fall. So I'm not in a position, a sadly, to make, to make, yeah. But <laughs> I want to know something. I, I understand that Piscopo goes to Italy, but how exactly does Gallagher go to Israel? No kidding, because it ought to be the other. Tell me about it. I mean, why doesn't Gallagher go to Ireland? I mean, yeah, well, no kidding. I mean, I mean, Mike, I'm assuming you've been to Ireland, Ireland, right? You've been to Ireland, I correct? I have never, ever, ever been to, to, to Ireland. Can you believe that? That's a that? mistake. I mean, that is a big it's mistake. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. So maybe next year we do a Mike Gallagher, Arthur Idala trip to, uh, to Ireland. You, bro, you you don't, you, Mike, you don't have to ask me twice, my man. You do Listen, not have to I ask got, me I twice. Know I know people. I can make some calls. We I go to Shannon. Calls, Shannon. Shannon. We land in Shannon. But then you'll be arguing before the Supreme Court. You're well, well, we'll see. I'm t- here, here's the trip. We land in Shannon. We have an Irish breakfast. Yes. Then we go to the Cliffs oh. of Maher. Then we spend the oh. night in Galway. We go to uh, and I'll sing, Kilkenny. And I'll sing, I'll sing, and I'll sing Dan. Danny Boy. I, I mean, there I'm a tenor, you know. I can sing Danny Boy. We'll be, well, it'll be, a, it'll be a home and, run. Can't and I'll wait. be singing. My heart is in Ireland. That's where I want to be. Her Love hills it. and her valleys oh. are calling to me. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, on the Arthur Idala Power Hour, you have Michael Gallagher, the great, great <laughs> radio host. You can hear him every morning, Monday through Friday, here on AM 970. The answer. You hear Piscopo sign off. You get a couple of little, little piece of news, and then Gallagher takes it away for a powerful, energetic. Uh, two hours loaded with information and Mike's opinion. Every once in a while, he'll sing a song for you. So um, <laughs> if, if, only if you're, you're lucky. Michael, thank you so much yeah. for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. You're the best. I love you, Arthur. Keep fighting the good fight. Take care. All right. Thank you.
Does springtime make you think of more daylight, flowers and trees in bloom, or even spring cleaning? Those are all good, but not as great as the Invite Health Buy One Get One Free Spring Into Savings event. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Spring into an Invite store today to learn more about how to stay healthy with help from one of our nutrition experts. Give us a call to order by phone right now at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Visit Invite invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person by phone or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited time buy one get one free spring into savings sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345 or go to invitehealth.com. Perillo Tours is starting their 78th year in business with vacations to Italy and now Hawaii, Spain, and Greece, too. I want you to join Joe Piscopo, our very own Joe, on a special Perillo tour to Italy. Steve Perillo and Joe have put together a very special Rome and Sicily customized tour. Three nights in Rome, plenty of time to see the most important sites, and a private, fun-filled dinner performance by Joe Piscopo. Next, you fly to Sicily for three nights in Taromina with special day trips along the coast, including Savoca, Forza de Argo, for sites of actual filming events from the iconic movie The Godfather. A wonderful wine tasting at Mount Etna, and then on to Palermo for three additional nights before flying home. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515 or visit perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Tell her about it by Billy Joel. You know what? Tell me about it. How, how can I have Mike Gallagher on our station, where he is every day at 10 a.m., and I don't ask him about what's going on with President Donald Trump? So luckily, he took my phone call. And welcome back to the Author Idola Power Hour, Mike Gallagher. Mike, see, this is why I love radio, because we could, like, redo this stuff. Imagine you try to do this on, on Hannity's show on, uh, on Fox. Never would happen. It would never fly. It would never fly. First of all, and I would never be a half hour late for, I wouldn't be able to be a half hour late like I was very rudely for you today. Oh, You're so stop patient. It. Gracious. I'm going to start calling you St. Arthur. But let me tell you something. You were on my show covering the legal aspects of this with Alvin Bragg and this unprecedented act that we've never really seen before in the history of America. I think I've got the, I'm doing my best to keep the political side of it covered as well. But Arthur, this is a crap show of epic proportions. I think the right word is cluster. I just yeah, can't use the I mean, whole word. Right, thank you. I mean, and, and Mike, I, I don't want to correct you, but you said it's something like we really, we've kind of not seen before. No, we've never seen this before. I would say the closest we came was with Richard Nixon. And, okay, are they going to charge him with the crime, aren't they? And in my opinion, and I think in retrospect, history would agree that Gerald Ford parting, pardoning him was the right thing for our country, um, although I think Gerald Ford took a lot of flack for that. Um, you know, I, I, just, I just don't see this being uh, a highlight of the criminal justice system, of the history of the criminal justice system. It, just, it seems like a misuse 
of our system. But people on on my station, on our station, listen to me at six o'clock. Have heard me rant about this to the point where some of my friends, Mike Gallagher, have told me, you know, Arthur, you're going a little overboard. I mean, it's not that crazy, but I think it is crazy. And I actually, for someone in the in the system like I am, I think it's sad. What do you have to say, Mike? Well, it's it's uh, it's shocking to me how how people are not losing their minds over this. In fact, even hearing that kind of criticism that you would receive, that you're you're you're, and I've heard what you've said about. It. I listen to you regularly. You're not over the top at all about this. This is a shocking, appalling overreach that, as you say, is unprecedented. Never in the history of the of the country have we seen a district attorney attempt to take some seven-year-old potential misdemeanor, turn it into a felony with one goal in mind, and that's to stop Donald Trump. Look, Arthur, this isn't even about Trump anymore. This has nothing to do with Trump. This has to do with stopping a movement. This is election interference on steroids. Um, and frankly, from what we're hearing, the reporting about delays and Wednesday, it was delayed and, and Bragg said don't show up. Uh, it's fallen apart. It has to be. And there are reports now that there was exculpatory evidence that he withheld. I, I mean, even the New York Times is acknowledging the uphill mountain Alvin Bragg has to climb to try to make this, this stick. But it's not about the legal charges, Arthur. It's about humiliating Donald Trump and stopping him the only way they think they can, and that is to lock him up. I mean, I never thought I'd live to see the day. And I'm, I'm 62. I'm going to be 63 here in a week or two. I've never, I never dreamed I could see a time where our judicial system is attempting to put a political opponent in jail. This is what third third world dictators do, Arthur, not the country I know and love and not the city I know and love for, for New York to produce Alvin Bragg and have this blight, this, this, this scandal happen in the country. It's shameful. It's unforgivable. And I think heads are going to roll. So let me ask you this, Mike Gallagher, you know, I, I, as I said, I've covered the legal part of it, but you said about stopping Donald Trump. Now, I, 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 you listen to my show, I listen to yours. And, you know, I, as a New Yorker, and you know, I can, I can accept certain things that Donald Trump did that were good for the country. There were some things, especially regarding my taxes, he didn't do that I was too pleased with. Uh, and I, th- I know right. you know what I'm referring to. So uh, I do. let's be honest. You're more of a, a, a Trump uh, cheerleader than, than am I. But with that being said, politically speaking, I see this. As a positive for Donald Trump. I really do. I see it as he's Alvin Bragg is proving Donald Trump right. That it's just been a witch hunt. It's been we found this guy. Let's find a crime. And and please correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. I think if they get a mugshot of Donald Trump, I think it guarantees Donald Trump that he will be the Republican nominee. You know, there are two schools of thought, and I'm, I go back and forth. I'm a little bit torn. I heard Roger Stone on our colleague and friend Joe Piscopo's show say that Trump is in good spirits. He's positive about this. In fact, there's reporting that suggests he wants to be handcuffed. He's, he is going to play this to the hilt, and he probably is, is, is bargaining that this is going is, to lift him up. I mean, listen, the polls are suggesting that he's right. He's widening his, his lead over Ron DeSantis every day. Every poll that comes out shows him with a wider poll advantage than, than, than he had the day before. But, you know, I, Chris Christie made a comment the other day on ABC's uh, one of the Sunday morning shows. He said, let's face it, 
nobody wants to be arrested. Now, Arthur, this is your world. You deal with this all the time. You deal with plaintiffs and defendants. You know what it's like. Maybe you're a little bit immune to it because you've been. You've been no, 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 no. I'm not immune. I'm not immune to handcuffs. I get it. I agree with Chris Christie. I, I, it makes my blood run cold. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I, the worst I've gotten is a, part, is a speeding ticket, and that scared the heck out of me. The idea of being fingerprinted and having a mugshot taken, it brings me to my knees. I can't imagine what well, that must feel like. Mike, I'm, run, I'm running out of time, but will you agree with this statement? If anyone can take such a negative and turn it into a positive, it, there's no one better at it than Donald Trump, Correct. He's, he's literally the only person in the universe who could withstand this and might just withstand it with flying colors. He might just come out of this smelling like a rose, as he so often does, Arthur. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Gallagher here on the Author Idola Power Hour. I hope you enjoyed this very special show. I feel like I had Mike Gallagher as my co-host, which, lucky me. And um, stay tuned. The saga continues. See you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.